0: welcome to the family it's the magnetico podcast i'm here with my co-host cole what's up what's going on man
1: not much just
0: my name is jason magnetico this is my son cole magnetico and we're back we're back so i want to thank all the fans for coming back over from the jason and cole father son thing podcast the jacket breakdown podcast
1: Whatever shows that we had before this. Listen,
0: man, we've done a lot. We've been through a lot. We've done a lot. You know, I was thinking about it the other day. The Danny and James podcast. Mm -hmm. Jazzy Conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, My guys at Extra Media, Teb and Jizz. You know, The Beard and the Boys. Shows that we did. What was Lance's show? What did Lance call his show?
1: I don't even remember, honestly. Man, I shout out to my man, Lance.
0: I forgot the name of his show, bro. But uh, we, we've done a lot over the last few years, the last seven years to be exact. We started this show seven years ago, the Jason and Cole that's, Father Son Thing crazy, podcast.
1: Man. That's crazy to think about honestly. Yeah,
0: and Cole, like, like you could go back and listen to the episodes. Cole was a little kid. He was like nine years old yeah. when this started. But we started it, just if you don't know, we started it because Cole has some aspirations of being in... And I don't want to say journalism, but sports media, sports media in the future. And, you know, what better way to get his feet wet, talking on a podcast and everything. But now he's 16 years old. He's grown. He knows more about sports than me. So he, he's a big NFL guy. So we're going to talk NFL, college, culture, hot topics, hot takes, whatever, whatever. So thank you for doing it. Thank you for being here.
1: Thank You for allowing
0: me to do this anytime, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into it, man. We've had a lot of great shows in the past and, and covering high school sports, mm-hmm. and uh, got to meet a lot of cool people and uh, build some great relationships over the years. And um, I'm looking forward to your future, man.
1: Me too, for sure.
0: So, let's just dive right into it, man. The NFL, NFL playoffs. I want to oh, get you, yes. I want to get your picks. Oh, yes, all right. So let me pull up my uh my little betting app here. Oh, boy. And uh, get to the run. I, w- I want to see what your pick. Pay- First of all, let me take this moment to have a little father-son moment with you. Oh, boy. You know I like to bet, right? Yeah. Okay. When betting, you have to use it as a form of entertainment. Okay? That's the only reason you watch games. Correct. But for me, like I don't care about Yeah, most NFL games I don't care about. I like the Giants, I like the Bucks, but you know, I'm a big college guy. Yeah. So even last night, right, I put $25 on the game on Washington. I didn't really care to watch the game, but I would watch it because we do a podcast. We need to be able to report what happened, not a die. But you don't bet to chase money, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. You don't go to a casino. To, to get rich. You don't play the lottery. I mean, I guess you do play the lottery to get rich, but. <laughs> that was a bad analogy. <laughs> it was terrible. But what I'm trying to get across to you is you see your dad bet. And I just want to make sure you understand that betting is entertainment. Yeah. You never bet something you can't lose. You have to know that you're going to lose. And, you know, instead of going out to eat or going to have a drink or whatever, you take $25, you bet it on a national championship game. Most of the time, I'm doing dollar, $5 just to have fun, doing some parlays to try to hit big. Yeah. But you watch the game, you got you know, a Sunday, $5 on a 17 parlay, can win four or $500. It makes Sunday more interesting. You never try to chase money is what I'm getting at. So because I do bet, I just want to make sure you understand that and moving forward when you're able to place a bet of your own. Mm -hmm. You never bet what you can't lose. And you just kind of put some money to the side and say, this is my entertainment for this. Yeah. You know, because your bills and everything comes first and providing for your family. Of course. So I just want to make sure you know, all right, we're going to get right into it. NFL. I'm going to give you each game. I want your picks kind of give me a breakdown of the game or why you think you're going with who you're going with. All right. We're going to start with the Cleveland Browns versus the Houston Texans.
1: So, this game is going to be probably the most one of the most fun games to watch uh during the weekend. And I think I believe in Joe Flacco, right? Okay. But I really do want those Texans to win. I it would be a great story for them to win. Uh but the Browns defense too stacked. So, I'm I'm taking the Browns just the way that they've been on fire lately. I know they just lost week 18, but they set like all their starters, so that doesn't really matter. But I'm I'm personally picking the five seed Browns.
0: So you don't think Stroud can uh It's not that I don't do think it?
1: Stroud can do it. It's just he already lost his number one receiver. Um I and the Browns are just a way better, not way better. Let me let me rephrase that. They're a better team on paper and their defense is top 3. Maybe top two in the league. It's I I just got the Browns and Joe Flacco's been playing out of his mind.
0: So well, this is a toss up game according to the the bet makers in Vegas the because Browns Texans game. Yeah, because they got it as the Browns are a three point favorite. So and they're on the road. So basically, that's telling me.
1: Well, yeah, because the Texans did win the division.
0: The Texans and I, won. And
1: I said before the season that the Texans are going to win the division. By so
0: you, the way. you can get plus one twenty five on the on the Texans. Anybody out there betting? But. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I think Stroud's got a great future, but I like the Browns in this game. What about uh your boy Drew's team, Miami versus KC?
1: Man, I know. I know how good the Dolphins are, but it's going to be in the single digits in Kansas City when they play. And the Dolphins do play in Miami, and the Chiefs are used to that playoff atmosphere at Arrowhead in the cold. And Patrick Mahomes is different in the playoffs. So um, I'm personally taking the Chiefs. I don't know why I just blanked there, but I'm taking the Chiefs.
0: Shots fired at Drew. All right, listen, I'm it, a-
1: It's no disrespect to Tua or anybody on the Dolphins because they are a great team. And if they can stay together on the same team, they will go far. But I just don't see them winning that game in that atmosphere.
0: So Vegas has Miami as a plus four underdog. So um,
1: I mean, yeah, I see that Chiefs are at home. So. Yeah,
0: I mean Miami's kind of been up and down. They've got a lot of playmakers. I'm not the big NFL guy. You are. I'm gonna go with you on this one. I'm going and, KC.
1: And uh, the re- the Dolphins' record versus teams above 500 is one and five on the season. The only team they beat was the Cowboys by that- one.
0: I've been watching a few episodes of the Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. On, uh, oh,
1: it's really good.
0: Yeah, that that coach there's something else. Yeah, I agree. But that's his... like you out there, coach. No, I, I give you even more credit than he doesn't even look like a football guy. Like he looks like he should be working for Tesla or something. Hold you time. know, <laughs> he just is like this scrawny little guy. He's funny. I like he him. is funny. I will give him that. All right, let's jump over to the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Buffalo Bills.
1: Okay, I just got a notification on my phone that we will get into, but we'll, okay. it'll be later. Um, which game? The Bills game?
0: Pittsburgh versus the Bills. The
1: Steelers are frauds. I'm sorry, the Steelers are not good. I'm taking the Bills by by a mile.
0: And and I'm agree with you. Vegas got them at uh, uh, Pittsburgh's plus ten. So you know Buffalo's a heavy favorite. they ten point underdogs. Pittsburgh's ten point underdogs. You can get plus four hundred on the money line. If you take the Steelers. Hey, that means you so bet a hundred, you win four hundred.
1: So if you bet five, how much do you win? Five times four.
0: So 20. 20. Oh. I mean That's how got, that works. So nice. if it's plus four hundred, if you bet five.
1: Well, you got nothing to lose. I would do that. I think that's right. Let
0: me make sure I'm telling you this correct. Because I don't wanna I don't want nobody coming at me in the hey, comments. I would bet the
1: Steelers just in case they do upset the bills, but I don't see it, honestly.
0: Uh, you bet five, you get twenty five.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: So yeah, it, it's a plus four. You get your five back. And if you bet but,
1: 10, you get.
0: Like I said, you bet 50. a hundred. I, I would never bet a hundred on it, but you bet a hundred, you get 500. So you get your hundred plus four. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay.
1: And TJ Watt is also out for the Steelers. So
0: I'm taking the bills. And I want to say this before we move on. Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Anybody calling from Mike Tomlin job. Y'all crazy.
1: Yeah, Mike Salmon is not going. Y'all crazy.
0: First of all, he ain't going. I mean, they may fire him. You never know.
1: Why would they fire him? That makes he led this team with this roster. I know, but you know a how 10 fans and are. Seven record. We are
0: like, New York Mets fans. We know how crazy fans are. Okay, and it's not just our teams that are crazy because the Buck fans are crazy, Gator fans are crazy, Steeler fans are crazy.
1: They're looking at Okay, get, but it's not up to the fans though. No,
0: no, but it does play a big role it in it. It
1: does play a big role, but is the Steelers front office really going to look at Mike Tomlin's record or like stats and stuff and they're going to fire him? Yeah. He has 17 straight winning records with the Steelers. I know.
0: That's what I'm that's what that's why I brought it up cuz it's crazy to me. Like who you going to who you going to get? Mike Rabel. Like if, if you let go know. of Tomlin, who you going to get to replace him?
1: Mike Vrabel. Yeah, well, Mike Vrabel's we'll,
0: a great coach. Well, we'll get into that in a second, um, or maybe. But next game, Green Bay versus Dallas.
1: Oh man, I'm actually really excited for this game. I want to watch the Cowboys lose, honestly, but I think the Cowboys will take care of business pretty easily in Dallas versus Packers. I mean, I can't really say much about that because the Packers, the Bucks beat the Packers, so.
0: Yeah, Dallas is a eight point favorite.
1: Yeah, I'm, I see that they're at home. Negative four
0: hundred.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: so I see that for sure. So just to give you, know, like, if you bet five dollars on
1: you get 25. Dallas. No,
0: if you bet five dollars on Dallas, you win wow. six dollars and twenty five cents. So you win a dollar
1: That's
0: so stupid. So I mean, it shows you. I'm just I'm showing you what Vegas is saying, like as far as the lines. You know, they're a heavy favorite. Yeah. In this game, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh I hate to say it. I, I think Dallas are fraud. I think Dallas will get past this game and then that's it.
1: Well, here's the thing, because they're the two seed, they're probably not gonna play the forty ers in the next round. Because the forty ers since they have the first seed, I'm pretty sure the rule is that they play the the worst seed that won their game. So say like the Packers win, then they automatically play the Packers because of the seventh seed. But say the Eagles win, and then the Lions win, and then the Cowboys win. They will play the Eagles in the second round. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the Eagles are five, the Lions are three, and the Cowboys are two.
0: All I'm saying is I don't know how Dallas won the division over Philly, but.
1: You're just mad that you lost yeah. 50 bucks.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I made a bet at the beginning of the season that we're in a fantasy league. And I, me and our buddy West uh, did the jacket breakdown with us. We both bet $50 at the beginning of the season that the Eagles would win the division over the Cowboys. I mean, Cowboys.
1: the Eagles are frauds, too. Like, they, they started the season 10-1 and one okay. and finished 11-6. and six. All right,
0: we're going to get into that here in a second when we get oh, to that game. Yes. Next game on the docket is the Lions Lions. Lions. in L.A. Lions. Lions. Actually, it's, pretty, I, it's a toss-up game. I know.
1: I think the Lions are going to win. But the real story, you've been seen it everywhere, Jared Goff playing his former team that traded him. Matt Stafford playing his former team that traded him. It's gonna be a good game, and I think I think the Rams are too young, in some spots. Like, Kyron Williams is great. Puka's is great. They don't really they haven't really been utilizing Cooper Cup, but Puka has been doing great. He might win Offensive Rookie of the Year.
0: Puka, that's a great name.
1: Puka Nakua.
0: All right, I know you're ready for this one. Philadelphia versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: Um, call me biased. It's a toss-up. It's a plus, bucks a plus three.
0: We're at, at home. That means we're underdogs. Yeah, we're underdogs. So you we're
1: to- at home, right? In a playoff atmosphere, Baker is going to lead us to this game to a win in this game. The Eagles are injured in some places. Jalen hurts his finger and his ribs. AJ Brown his knee. The I, there's more injuries that I don't know, but I feel like the Bucks. We put up nine points against the Panthers, but I feel us having a great game all around to beat the Eagles and move on.
0: All right. So I agree with you. I, I kind of agree with you. The Eagles are falling apart and just I don't lost, understand just lost it. To the Giants. Yeah. But I mean they you know, they wasn't really, I don't know.
1: They, they were playing for the division.
0: Yeah, they were, but and I, they, and
1: I, they it, were down 24, nothing at halftime.
0: Yeah. And I don't understand that because the Giants, we're we're Giants fans too, but they're terrible. All right, so let's just for, and giggles.
1: Are we going on to the next round too? No,
0: no, no, no. We'll do all that right. next week. So you took the Browns, yeah, KC, Buffalo, mm-hmm. Dallas, mm-hmm. Detroit, and the Bucks.
1: I mean, I basically just took all the favorites. Besides, no, you didn't. Besides the Bucks. So
0: if I if I do a six sixteen parlay five dollars we win sixty
1: eight ninety two if all those teams I just pick win
0: if all those teams yeah
1: I mean it's pretty good it's a pretty good chance
0: yeah but see people this is what this is what I mean about chasing money okay sixteen parlay is hard to hit yeah okay it's 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 it doesn't happen I mean it happens but it's hard you bet five dollars it's entertainment bet a hundred.
1: You're more right. going for the money. You're right? going for
0: the money because a hundred dollars pays one thousand three hundred seventy-eight. So like people see that, go oh, let me bet the hundred. They got, I'm gonna get it. Yeah, you just that, that's how that's how the Vegas gets rich. Yeah, is people doing that. So that was my whole point at the beginning of it. But um, so you just
1: do it for fun. Yeah, it's just
0: fun. It's entertainment. Uh, what would you think about the national championship game? Last night? Well, hold on. What was your notification that has to do with the NFL?
1: Oh. Uh- no, it didn't.
0: Okay, you want to get into it later?
1: Yeah, we'll get into it after the national championship. All
0: right. So, national championship game, Michigan Wolverines versus Washington. It was a good game. It started out, Michigan should have blew them out of the water. The way they I didn't think Washington could stop them. But it ended up being a good game. I feel bad for Michael Penix, man.
1: He did he did, he did everything he could. Yeah. Like that Washington defense is just they, they
0: they did good.
1: They did good.
0: They made some adjustments.
1: Yeah, but there were a, there were a couple of holding calls yeah. that weren't called. But not to make excuses, they did lose by twenty. But still,
0: what is your thoughts on you know Michigan wins the national title, which I think for this season there's a lot of a lot of debate in college football. You know, all the Florida State fans are crying. They got it right. It, forget about.
1: 63 to 3. I don't even care yeah. if they opted out. They would have lost with their starters in anyway.
0: They matter. know that every if you know football, you know Florida State without their starting quarterback. And I'm not saying that's right. Okay, next year with the expanded playoffs. They would have been in. They right? would be in. But they got it right. They had two undefeated teams on the national title game. The game was a good game. Came down to the wide. But when my question is for you. You know, with the future and wanting to be into sports media, what is your take on Michigan winning with the whole scandal that they had during this year with the cheating and the stealing signs?
1: I don't really. I'm. I didn't really like look into the scandal, so I don't really know like the half of it, really. But
0: all I really know is their coach got suspended. Yeah. For how many games? Three or three it, games? It was so.
1: like the final four games of the season, something. Like that.
0: Yeah, he gets suspended. Another coach steps up into an interim role. They win, yeah, with the interim coach. But it tells me that there was enough evidence there that they were stealing signs. They were sending people to other games to get the you know the signs on the sidelines that they're calling in the plays and all that. Is there an asterisk by this national title in your opinion? I
1: mean. We can go back to the Astros, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody puts an asterisk on theirs, right? So, I mean, it would make sense to put an asterisk on it, but I feel like it's different because in in baseball, if you know what pitch is coming, you could, you could easily hit it. right? Well, not easily, but they're professionals. They anyway, if you're seeing signs of football, I mean, you know what's coming, right? But mm-hmm. they could also switch up the play
0: and yeah, they could change it at the line of scrimmage or whatever yeah. and i don't understand I, I feel like with technology the way it is that when they watch
1: film anyway couldn't they just pick up on the signs?
0: now see that's the thing like so i don't know in the nfl you know what footage they're getting are they getting the tv footage are they getting
1: isn't that how a quarterback reads the defense anyway right
0: that's what i'm saying like there's a like just it just,
1: a- I just feel like it should. Sorry to interrupt, but I I just feel like it doesn't really matter as much in football because the quarterback needs to rear defense anyway than in baseball.
0: Well, it definitely matters if you know the team is going to pass. You could show a run defense and back out. You can disguise your looks. You could do a lot of things. You could load the box if you know it's going to be a run. I I don't know how I feel about it because you know one thing with the Astros cheating scandal in baseball. Is, I think it was Bush League. I think there's a certain level of gamesmanship, you know, as a coach that you're doing in every game, in every sport. Hitting a garbage can <laughs> when you know it's a breaking ball or an off speed pitch, that's kind of bizarre. like if you're stealing signs from second base and you're relaying it to the hitter or you're you're sharing information about tipping pitches and that's part of the game I, sending somebody patriot style to another game like i've coached high school and went and scouted high school games yeah but in soccer it's a little different you're not you know running plays and stuff but you're doing whatever you can to get an advantage and and i feel like some level of it if you look at like if you ever watched a college game, you only really see it in college. Tennessee comes to mind. They got guys on the sidelines with different jackets holding up cards and doing all kinds of crazy stuff because they're trying to throw the other team up. Cause the other teams across the field. Yeah. 55 yards across the field. Yeah. They're seeing what you like, how hard is it to pick up? You know what exactly. I'm saying? So you're doing everything, you've got to be proactive on your sideline management on how you're getting the play. And the NFL is a little different because you're, you're calling it into the headset, yeah. which I think college may need to uh, you know, adapt to something like that. But I just wanted to get your take on, on, uh, on Michigan. Cause
1: I just don't yeah. really feel like it affected. Uh, I just don't really feel like it affected that much. I know they won the national championship, but I mean, Michigan's a great team. I yeah. just, I feel like they would have
0: won anyway. I don't disagree with you. I think, by far the two best teams were the national title i'm i'm so excited about the future and i'm i'm excited for this ex- how many,
1: how many teams 18 team playoff
0: no i think it's it 12 it i think it's 12
1: well, even better
0: yeah so I, i'm excited about that because we're gonna argue about who's number 13 but that you know that's yeah. not i can make a good argument that the best team in college football was the georgia bulldogs Like, there's nobody that could sit down and and win an argument that if Georgia and Michigan played this coming up weekend, that it wouldn't be a toss-up game. Georgia, they're a talented team. They didn't win. But my my point is, there's a big difference between talking about who's number five or six and who's number 13 and 14. Yeah. You know, the top 12 get in and we'll see what happens, which means – Every conference champion is going to get in. So, yeah. Florida State would have got in. But um, all the Florida State fans whining and crying. They,
1: they, they would have lost to Michigan by maybe 90 points. Uh,
0: you, no, I'm not going to say 90 points. It's an but, exaggeration. Not yeah. that
1: much. But they did lose by 60.
0: Yeah, it's – um
1: To Georgia. So
0: They ain't been there in a long time, so they, they needed to cry about something. So. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to move off of college football because there's something I want to bring up and get your opinion on. The NIL. Mm. You're not as big a college guy as I am. I'm getting into it more. But what is your... I want to ask your take on the NIL and the transfer portal. And then I have a solution that I want to share.
1: Okay. So what do you want me to... NIL first? Yeah. Go ahead, NIL. I mean, it's just a way for like college... Popular college players to make money in college, right? Mm-hmm. Like name
0: image name image and like.
1: That's why Shadur, Travis Hunter. That's why they all get the biggest NIL deals because of their name. Correct. So I I feel like it's good. I feel like it's good for college football because. Um, but like, guys like Arch Arch Manning. What's his name? Archie. Yeah. Like he hasn't even played yet, and he's and he's like top five in NIL. I mean. It's all about name. It's not. I mean, it well, that's is
0: literally what it's for: the name, image, and likeness.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really understand it that much, but it's just like, I like it honestly. It's just a way for okay, the game, college players to make money. So I'll get into
0: the nil in a second. What about the portal? Because back back in, I don't want to say back in the day, because it was just a few years ago. You could go to a school like Florida, and do a year maybe two or whatever. And it's like not working out at one point you could transfer, but you had to sit out a year. And then they made it where you didn't have to sit out a year. And, and I get it. Like, it's not these, you got high school kids trying to pick where they're going to go for four years of their life to better themselves. And maybe you're not in the right situation. Maybe they bring in somebody that's better than you. The writing's on the wall. You're not going to play. You want to transfer to Tulane to get an opportunity to start it's good for the kid that I have no problem with the problem I have at the moment and that's why I want to ask you because in your generation with social media you guys are all connected you know like just take high school sports never play for Lakeland grew up in the hometown I'm playing for my hometown so that in college you had that pride too like, I always wanted to be a Seminole. I always wanted to be a Hurricane, a Tar Heel, whatever. And then you get there, and you can't make it. So instead of competing, you just leave. Yeah. Now you throw the NIL into it, and the name, image, and likeness, you're right, Shador Sanders, Travis Oh,
1: Hill. I just realized why it's called NIL. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, like, I'm being so for real. Like, I, I, just, I just noticed uh, that.
0: But yeah, like it it gives kids an opportunity to make some money. Yeah. We'll use Tebow, for example, who Tim Tebow oh, I thought the Florida Gators made so much money uh Peter warwick, Charlie Ward, Ray Lewis at Miami. these schools made so much money off of a kid, so I have no problem with the name, image, and likeness. I don't know if you know the story about who's a quarterback um played for Texas A&M, Johnny Manziel. There was a documentary on Johnny Manziel. Like he got in trouble for signing autographs. Well, he was getting paid to sign autographs. But the problem is when at the time you couldn't have a job in college. And so you take a kid, 17, 18 years old, out of a small town, maybe doesn't come from a lot of money, doesn't have a lot, send them to the University of Miami or Texas A&M you are living, breathing, school and football. Can't do nothing else. Now you meet a girl, you want to go out on a date, you ain't got no money because you can't work. But they're working you. So I have no problem with the the NIL deals because it's trickling down to where they're paying kids some offensive linemen are getting some money. Gymnastic girls are getting money the girl basketball players at LSU are making more money than the ladies in the WNBA. So I I have no problem with that aspect of it. What I wanted to bring up and share is my, what I think needs to happen. Okay. I have the solution. Everybody's saying there needs to be a change or whatever. I need a, I need a piece of this pot though. So if, if, if the NFL will use the NFL, for example, I think the NFL should do this. All the five-star kids, let, let, let me break it down, back it up. Wait, what? Let me let me back it up for you. Soccer, okay? Okay. I know you probably don't know this. Orlando City, okay? Now, this is the European model, but I'm going to take it to this country so you understand. Orlando City. You played for the Lakeland Tropics. You played for the Plant City. What they uh, Not the Lance. I don't even know what they were. You play for some club teams in your local area. Orlando City had a club team, travel ball team, right? Under 10, under 11, under 12, all the way up to their professional soccer team. Messi comes from Miami. He's on a team at Miami, where they've signed local kids to their professional team to play a professional soccer for him, So they're building this culture and this community in Miami. Then they sign a, a top talent in the world, the GOAT, and these younger players are getting to play with Messi. What I'm saying is the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball already does this to an extent, but I think MLB could even do it. You start a youth, imagine the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a youth team. Under 10, under 11, under 12, under 13, just like Bartow, Lakeland, Winter Haven, everybody has youth teams, right? Imagine Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a youth team. They're taking all the best talent in the area and giving them great training, great opportunity to play. Not about money. They have the money, right? all these five-star kids that are going to all these schools and these schools are making money and these sponsors, you know, these different corporations are giving them dollars. That's money that NFL is losing. In my opinion, you take DJ Lagway and that's going to Florida, right? He's from Texas. What if he played in the Houston Texans youth league? And then instead of going to Florida, the Houston Texans signed him to the under 19 team, and he has a shot to play, you know, after high school, let's say all the NFL teams have a team that they play each other, like rookie ball, just like baseball does, right? And they're playing after the Super Bowl, this league starts, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Think of all the talent in Florida that goes all over the country when the Miami Dolphins, Jacksonville Jaguars, Tampa Bay Buccaneers could sign them out of high school. You're allowing, see what I'm saying? You're allowing these schools to profit. Before the NIL, it was great for the the pro leagues. It was their minor leagues. They didn't have to do nothing. They just sat back. These kids matured, growed, developed, and they signed them on draft day. But now... If Ford's giving a kid $10, $15 million, that's money that could be going to the NFL. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? To the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to the Detroit Lions. So that's my take on it. I think that pro sports, football, baseball, basketball for sure, need to develop the youth in the communities, dump money into the local areas, Stop making it so damn expensive for kids to play sports at a high level at a young age. You know this from baseball. Give you a case in point. You know how many New York Met fans there are because Pete Alonzo? Whether it be from the Tampa Bay area or Florida Gator fans. They started following the Mets because they were fans of Alonzo whether it be in youth ball at the high school level. I think he played at Plant in Tampa. To the Florida Gators. To the Mets. So they're watching Pete at the professional level. Now imagine if Pete Alonzo played youth ball for the Rays. And the Rays signed him at a high school, which baseball does. Yeah, I was about to say. Baseball d- does. Baseball
1: and basketball does it. So you're just saying that the NFL should implement that?
0: No, see, they do it, but... Basketball doesn't because you got to go to college for a year, or you got to turn pro for a year. Mm-mm. You can't go straight out of high school. No, they're, you can't. They're implementing it this year. It's coming up yeah. 2024. Yeah, so they're taking high school kids again.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty
0: sure. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to fact check you on that one. I, I've seen, I've seen it. But seen but especially football, it's just getting to the like when Alabama lost, they did this big campaign to raise money for Alabama so they could get more money to pay kids come to their school. See, that's not what college is about. That's stupid. It's not what college sports is about because here's my thing. If you took all the five star kids out, even the four stars, you take all the five and four star kids out and you let them go pro, give them the choice. Just like baseball. Pete Alonzo, you can, you could sign with, you know, the Rays if they drafted you or you could go to the Florida Gators. If you gave the kids a choice to go pro, or go to college, then I think it fixes the NIL deal. Not that, not so much NIL, because name, image, and likeness is okay. Like, just give them percentage of their jersey sales, or let them sign autographs. Yeah,
1: because baseball does that, and they're, I feel like they do good with that. So, I I mean, so you're just saying that they implement that into the, like, what? pro football and pro basketball.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially the NFL, because I, I see what you're saying about basketball does it, but what I'm saying is the Orlando, and maybe they they are doing it. I don't even know about it. So somebody can help us. But I don't see the Orlando Magic having youth teams that are traveling around. You know, you have these AAU leagues, or in baseball, you got, you know, there's so many travel ball teams in baseball. Is is it, in Europe if you play for uh, Liverpool or like Juventus or what you? They have young youth leagues, the best player. Like if you watch a documentary on Beckham, he played as a youth player. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he came up and that team owned him. And then he got his family got money. Wait, how old was he? i don't want to misspeak, but he he grew up in that club. Mm-hmm. And got the opportunity. And then the the thing that really stuck out to me when I was watching the Messi documentary is, you know, now these young players are playing with the goat a couple years out of high school and they're, they're young and they're learning from this professional superstar. And I'm just sitting here thinking, I'm like, especially the NFL, because the NFL does nothing. You have a practice squad. I see what you're saying about the D league and G league and all that in the NBA, but they're not – the NBA is a little different because when you're young and look how many great came out of high school. Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett. like So many great, you can do it right out of high school. You can't go right out of high school and play for the Mets. It's Very rare.
1: Yeah, obviously. But Jackson Holiday, for example, was drafted two years ago out of high school. He's already – He's already in AAA. About he's gonna be called up this year for sure. Like, it's just a level. It's a different level. Like, but if you're in college, you have more experience. Like Wyatt Langford, for example, he's already in their AAA. You know why? Because he has that experience. But he is older than say Jackson Holiday. All right. So that's why Jack. Well,
0: yeah, I don't know how to word that actually. I guess my only point—we'll just stick to the, the to pro football. I'm I'm wondering, from a business aspect, why the NFL is allowing these colleges to benefit financially off of these kids when they could just go pro and sign them to your practice squad, sign them, develop them. Because here's the thing: at the end of the day, it don't matter what eighty kids are wearing that orange and blue on Saturdays for the Florida Gators. People are going to pack the swamp and watch the Gators play. Yeah. So it gives more kids opportunity to go to college and play ball and develop and maybe go pro. If a kid if DJ Lagway is so good, why don't he just go pro? Less chance of getting hurt, develop him, try him out when he's ready. You put them in college, now you're letting the University of Florida financially gain. You're letting, I'll just use Ford, it's not a sponsor of his, but Ford, pay him. They're making money off of him. The school's making money off of him. But the Detroit Lions could draft him and make money off him. See what I'm saying? That That's where I think the NIL, the portal situation, everybody transferring out and doing all that's why I think that there could be some change there. I may be crazy. Yeah. I
1: mean, I see what you're saying for sure. So it, it makes sense, but it's just – I feel like that would be a long process. You know what I mean? Yeah, And
0: I get they want to play, but I could just imagine – like when, when the Super Bowl comes, right, and it's over, we got two and a half months before spring training or two months. In March it starts. April starts baseball. Yeah. And it's a hundred and sixty-two game season. And then so a-
1: April's also the NFL draw. So
0: imagine right after the Super Bowl, week one starts of another NFL season, NFL Rookie League. Hmm. They already got the stadiums. You already got uniform. You already got branding. You already got everything in place.
1: That would make them more money too.
0: That's what I'm saying. You're letting if from a business I have a business mind. <laughs> from a business standpoint. Why are you letting these kids go to these universities for an education and make all this money when you already have the NFL? XFL's tried it. Nothing else sticks. You know why? Because it's not the NFL. But if there was an NFL rookie league or NFL junior, like whatever they want to call it, and it started and ran against basketball and early baseball, it would be a success because everybody is fiending for football. Exactly. So what else you want to touch on before we get out of here?
1: Okay, so the notification I got on my phone. So you know that lefty pitcher, the the Japanese one that the Mets are trying to get? Yeah. He signed with the Cubs. Oh, boy. 30 minutes ago.
0: What are the Mets doing? We'll, we'll, we'll touch on the Mets for a second. What are the what are the Mets doing? Do you like it? Do you, do you think that they are –
1: I mean, I kind of understand, right? Because we're not gonna be we're not gonna be competitive next year, right? I mean, or this year we're not gonna be competitive.
0: You hope that we are, but I mean,
1: obviously with the roster, you hope that we are. I just want us to extend Alonzo.
0: That's gotta happen. We
1: haven't even talked to him about it. Okay, but I've I've been seeing that like the Mets want to wait until like the final spring training roster is finalized to like talk to him. I guess I see where they come from, but I feel like we just get it out of the way right now because there's a year left and that's a year to make a decision. And he's obviously wanted, he said that he's wanted to stay. So I just don't understand.
0: I think they are waiting on that for a reason. They got new GMs in there, new president of baseball operations, and that's your biggest piece. Yeah. And if you lock them up too early, you lose out on what you could get for him.
1: Say he gets injured and then like derails his career. He
0: gets injured or...
1: Uh, um, Obviously, I don't
0: want that to happen. Or he starts out next year with, you know, 28 home runs by the All-Star break and you're 15 games out and you don't have him locked up to a big contract. You get a lot of pieces. I don't want to trade him. I'm not... I don't want to trade him either. I'm just saying from the business standpoint of it. You're signing all these guys to one two-year deals that I've never even heard of. That's kind of what it's looking like to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't hate the moves, but, like, as a Mets fan, with Steve Cohen, as our owner, he's got a lot of money, obviously. So, obviously, when we want to go out and get the best players. For, well... Yeah, we just want to go out and get the best players. But we're not really doing that right now. We're signing, like, Sean Manaya. We're trading for Adrian Hauser, right? And Luis Severino. We're just, I don't know. It's just, we need more offense, honestly.
0: Definitely another bat in the lineup. But I'm going to, I'm a uh, company guy. I have faith in our owner. I have faith he's a billionaire for a reason, all right? So I know we have an owner that will spend money. He's investing a lot of money in Queens around the stadium. He's brought in some, from what experts say, We're not the experts yet, but what the experts are saying, really good baseball people. And I watch every year because I'm so in tune with my team, the Mets, I watched teams in the past win with players I never – who, who's pitching? Uh, he's – what is his record? Like the race. Like, who? Tyler Glasnow. You know, so – They had Blake's
1: now that year. There's Cy Young winner, so.
0: So, yeah, I'm glad we're doing this pod, Magnetico family. We're going to bring on family members. We're going to bring on friends. You know we'll have some guests from time to time, but uh, we'll come at you whenever we want to come at you. But we we'll definitely come out once a week. Mm-hmm. But me and Cole were talking about it the other day, and if something happens, we may just jump on. That's that's kind of a new trend in the in the sports podcasting world. When something happens, they just jump on and do a fifteen twenty minute episode, talk about it. So we can do that, bring it. But um, yeah, we're back. Yes, sir. And yes, you're on your way. Anything else you want to touch on? No, I no?
1: don't. There's nothing. (laughs) I don't know why I
0: said that. All right, everybody. I want to thank you for listening to the Magnetico pod. And uh, I've got to uh, get the music queued up. And we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.